where when you lead in this way, where when you lead in a way where you're in the moment, you're doing the best that you can do, you're being empathetic, you're, you have compassion at the forefront of who you are, you start to receive awesomeness in life. What's cool about a lot of this is that I think a lot of it already exists many a times around us. And it's about being in a state of welcoming it. Welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. I'm your host, Sydney Weiss. And on the podcast today, I am joined by AJ Sarcioni. And AJ is so wonderful. You are going to love his energy. You are going to love this episode. He's an international motivational speaker, shine development coach, author, and the creator of the personality quiz, The Shine Scale. And AJ's intention really is to make other people shine, to make them smile. And we all have this shine within us and it's about igniting this spark. And so as the founder of Get Your Shine, his belief really is that it takes simply one spark to ignite your path to success. And so AJ works with people and companies to advance careers, advance teams, and advance lives. He has built his career in branding and communications. He's worked closely with C-suite execs from Fortune 50 companies to startups. And prior to his work with Get Your Shine, he is really credited with establishing and leading internal marketing at Yahoo. And following the company's acquisition from Verizon, he was the head of Mojo. Like, AJ is just really cool. And I really enjoyed sitting down and having this conversation with him. And we talk about sparks and how we can ignite our spark and reignite our shine. I think a lot of us have felt like we've lost our shine a little bit throughout this pandemic and quarantine. So this conversation couldn't be more on time. AJ shares his steps to get your shine. And we talk about the get your shine awards, which is a campaign to inspire peer to peer recognition. It's focused on positivity. The awards are like this beautiful free tool that allow everyone to shine when someone digitally sends one of six different awards to a person they wish to recognize. And there's going to be an award ceremony in March. So stay tuned for that. We also talk about the gift of unintentional perfection and the beauty of what we dream and wish for showing up in unexpected ways. Plus, we talk about why this time is really the perfect opportunity to cultivate greater emotional intelligence and the power and beauty of words. AJ shares his incredible moment with Whitney Houston, and uh, you're going to want to listen to that more than once and just so much more. I just really love this conversation with AJ and connecting with him. The joy is so real in this episode, and I just can't wait to hear what you think. As always, connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. If you're on Spotify, hit follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, hit subscribe. And while you're there, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Audible or wherever, leave us a five-star rating and review. And when you do, take a screenshot of that review and send it to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com. I will send you a little something something to say thank you. And it's a really lovely way for us to connect outside of the show. Before we dive in though to today's episode, I want to share with you today's sponsor, BetterHelp. It is 
no surprise that we are going through challenging times and I know that you're feeling it too. And now more than ever, I have really found it's really valuable to talk to someone about what you're going through, whether that be anxiety, depression, grief, and loss. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And it's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. This service is available for people worldwide too. And BetterHelp offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network. So you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too, which if you ask me right now is a game changer. I really want you to be able to live a happier, more joyful and ease-filled life. And I am so excited to share that as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp.com slash seekthejoy. The link will also be included in our show notes. I have to say, Mercury was 100% in retrograde during this podcast recording. And while AJ sounds fantastic, my microphone was not turned on. So in almost four years of doing this podcast, this has literally never happened to me. So just consider this your warning that I sound a little funky. I kind of sound like I'm lost in a wind tunnel. Maybe I'm exaggerating. You'll have to let me know what it sounds like on your end, but it doesn't take away from this conversation. It is truly one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded in the last four years. So I know you're going to love it. I know you're going to take so much from it because AJ's real purpose, his impact, the impact that he wants to have is all focused around helping other people shine. And we all have these characteristics that when we really ignite sparks within us, it helps to bring out our shine. So I am so excited for you to hear this one. Without further ado, here's my conversation with AJ Sarcioni. So AJ, I am really excited to have you on the podcast because there are so many, I think, really good, powerful, beautiful similarities with our work and what we talk about. And I've heard you talk about that it often takes one spark to ignite a path for success for yourself. So I got to know, what was your spark that got you on this journey um, that has led you, you know, to where you are today and all the beautiful things that you've created? Yeah, I think the spark is something that continues to pop up in my life when I see someone smile and smile so big. It brings me such joy. And as we know, sometimes we can smile with tears. We can Mm -hmm. smile with exuberance. Smiles come in so many different ways. And when I see that happen in people, it just ignites everything inside of who I am. And In my last corporate role, I was flying around the world doing this motivational speaking and all these countries and meeting really amazing people. And I would see smiles popping on people's faces. And a lot of them occur when you help to remove the pressure and the weight from someone's shoulders. Mm. Like if you go to a great concert and you allow yourself to just be there and experience it in the moment, you lose a lot of the pressure that's happening in your life and you live in this euphoria in a way. 
And I find that through my work, we can bring more of that into our lives by touching deeper into who we are, being more present in the world as who we are and being more present in the world amongst other people. Um, and ultimately, when I was working and I had said to my boss, I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. That may have been the spark that really ignited something in me because it was pushing me into a place of creating something I had never created before. Yet knowing there's pro- if I do, do this, it's probably just going to be one of many types of mm-hmm. pieces of material that I create. And so that's what pushed me um, to start the work. And the more that I get into it and the more that I receive the smiles from people and the feedback from people, positive, constructive criticism, whatever it is, it just fuels me. So I love what you said about so much about this spark igniting it is about removing the pressure. And it's interesting because you you talked about when you're at a concert and you're there and you're in the moment. I feel like you're right. Like this pressure alleviates itself when you allow yourself to remain in the present moment, but getting ourselves there, choosing to stay there, you know, I don't know, for me, it's tough. Like I'm always like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that thing. Or how is this other thing going to go? I mean, we're constantly in that tug of war with ourselves, but I love how you said that it, when you remove the sense of pressure, it ignites a spark for you because in so many ways you're in the present moment and you're focusing on what are you excited about? What brings you joy? What's your passion? Absolutely. You know, I define shine ultimately in three ways, the way I talk about it. The first is excellence. And I think in a part, what you're talking about is related to that. It's us putting ourselves in a position to be the best that we can be. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of people in life that will say that they want to do that. And that to me is a motivation, which is amazing. That's important. But then there comes things, there are things that play into that, which is drive. And how do you drive yourself to actually do that each day where you just even mention it's hard. Mm-hmm. I find it. There are days where I wake up and I have to go into my work and remind myself today is going to be friggin' amazing if I want it to be. And I set that affirmation for the day and then I welcome it. The second part of it is your empathy and emotional intelligence and leveraging your emotional intelligence. I think throughout my work, in particular with leadership and working with leaders, it's such a defining characteristic. It's such a defining way of of leveraging stuff inside of ourselves to cut through. Um, When you build deeper relationships and you're more empathetic with people, it does a lot for you too. I have this concept of building others builds you. When you really put your energy into someone else, the amount that you get back yourself is unbelievable. And the last part of it is unintentional perfection, where when you lead in this way, where when you lead in a way where you're in the moment, you're doing the best that you can do, you're being empathetic, you're, you have compassion at the forefront of who you are, you start to receive awesomeness in life. What's cool about a lot of this is that I think a lot of it already exists many a times around us. Mm-hmm. And it's about being in a state of welcoming it. It's about the idea that if you have something in front of you and you look at it negatively, you're likely going to receive negativity from it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if you have something in front of you and you look at it positively, 
the opportunity to receive something positive from it is just so much greater. And so when you lead with excellence and you try to do your best that you can do, that doesn't mean that you don't have mistakes and flubs. And when you are empathetic with people and you're honest and you're genuine, and you really try to understand where other people are coming from, not just your own perspective and feel that, you'll start to receive more in life that very well may be already there. You know, the word perfection strikes people so much. Mm -hmm. It makes people uncomfortable. And a lot of people like to talk negatively about perfection. In just the last minute and a half, you can hear like, I don't, I don't think that way. Why think negatively of perfection? Let's flip it on its side and say things can be perfect. It can just be unintentionally perfect if we choose it to be that way. It's a, it, it all comes back to what you probably hear from a lot of other guests around expectations mm -hmm. and control. So, um, yeah, that's how I define shine. And I think that, you know, by creating sparks across these characteristics that I've essentially determined when we create sparks across them, create our shine, mm -hmm. you start to find this unintentional perfection in your life. And I barely know you, but I could probably already say from listening to the work that you do and understanding who you are, this is something that probably happens a lot in your life through your work and through what you're putting into the world. Mm. I have so much to say. I don't even know where to start. I think we have to start with this element of emotional intelligence because I don't know how often we talk about it or think about it. I mean, I do, you do, but as a society, I don't know how much we're thinking about it. It's this element of reading the room, of putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and understanding their experience so that you can have that level of empathy, have that level of compassion. Because for me, it goes so far beyond just saying, hi, how are you? It's about right. putting yourself in that person's shoes. And then when you've cultivated, when it's a safe space for them and for you, having compassion and empathy for where they are and meeting that person where they are in that moment. I don't think we do enough of meeting someone where they are. We have, like you said, an expectation. We, we have this level of, they should be here. They should be there because we're there, but no, it's really about meeting the other person where they're at. So I, I, we have to dive into that part of it because I just love what you said, this element of emotional intelligence and also how it translates to leaders and leadership mm -hmm. and in the corporate world too, I think is fascinating. Yeah. So right before we started this, I was on my phone mm -hmm. because I needed to finish something, right? And I wanted to make sure that you knew that it wasn't, I wasn't valuing you. It was just that I was in a tough space of coming off of the work I was doing prior to the work we're going to do together. Right. A lot of people will choose to not be so intentional about, hey, Sydney, I need to just finish this one thing and I want to give you all my attention. Is that okay? And you were like, yeah, no problem. Because I validated the fact that you and I have time that we're supposed to spend together that is supposed to be awesome. And I'm it's already feeling like <laughs> it is, mm -hmm. right? But I made it a point to do that. Yeah. If people would just make it more intentional to be honest about the situations that you're confronting in life, because you value another person and not expect another person to live in the uncomfortableness of if you were talking to me and then I'm sitting here on my phone and I'm like, uh-huh, and blah, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> it feels like I'm not fully invested. 
Right. Whether or not I actually am, that's how it's being represented. So it's much easier to just say, hey, let me handle this one thing mm-hmm. and then let's spend our time. And so that to me um, is, a, is an example of emotional intelligence. And when you think of leadership, a lot of times in, in companies, you'll hear a leader, put your phones away. And it becomes this very like, <laughs> like I'm in control, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas it could say, if we're really meant to get the most out of this situation, let's connect the most that we possibly can. And should something come up and you have to address it by all means and create some foundational elements around that that makes it feel safe, but let's spend the time together. Otherwise, let's let's not have a meeting and do the whole thing where it's like, it's an email, right? right. Like those things when people are like, this isn't a meeting, this is an email. Well, actually, is that true? Or is it just that you don't value it enough to get the most out of the moment? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one part of it. The other I would say is when you talked about compassion, you have to have compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm a lot of times before you can have compassion for other people. And I think that we forget that Mm -hmm. I was on another podcast and when we were doing it, this woman's husband started grinding coffee and her kids were running around screaming and she got up and she went and she yelled out the room to them. I'm trying to, you know, record the (laughs) podcast and you stop. But I felt her anxiety. I felt her frustration. I felt her wanting to be this thing. And like, because of the situation we're in right now and being at home, it was hard. Yeah. And so when she came back, the moment was meant to be, okay, let's start over. Cause that's the beauty of these things, right? Mm-hmm. You could be like, there was a moment, let's start over. I said, no, let's not start over. Let's validate what just happened. Yeah. Because no one's tr- intentionally trying to disrupt you. I can assure you that that is not, they know that you're passionate about this. They know you're working hard. So if she were to enter into the space in that way and recognize, like I am working against the hardest situations right now. Mm-hmm. The fact that I am making this still happen in my life when everything else is crazy makes me pretty awesome. So instead of her getting maybe anxious and feeling the need to, appear a certain way in front of me or make me feel comfortable that their disruption of her mm-hmm. was going to be a disruption of me. She could have easily been like, you know how hard it is right now when we're working at home <laughs> and all these things gone. I would have been like, absolutely. Yeah. And it would have been a totally different moment. The way she interacted with her family would have been completely different. It would have probably been more of who she actually truly is inside because she would have been closer to who she is and that compassion would have came from being compassionate with herself. Mm. And I think that that's a really important part of this. Um, And the last part I'll say about emotional intelligence in connection to what we're experiencing in the world right now, we are on these digital video screens and we're connecting in a way that is beautiful because we get to see people's body language. We get to go beyond just audio, but in many situations, most people are experienced have have are used to experiencing their peers in person. Right. And there's an energy that you have in person and there's just a requirement in person that you're often feeling where it's like I need to pay attention to this person. This wall that we have allows so many people to escape that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's probably the biggest opportunity to be the m- most emotionally intelligent person that you can be to 
allow yourself to be in the experience and to use your eyes, which, you know, as cliche it is, as it may be, is the gateway to the soul mm-hmm. to really just like connect with someone. Especially like with the whole mask outside of even what we're in right now with masks right. in the world, like our eyes are so powerful. And so yeah. I think being able to leverage that in this moment and draw that kind of connection to another person and to have honesty mm-hmm. um, in your eyes and and be be your most authentic self is the way that you can really you know succeed in being emotionally intelligent right now. I hope that some of that helps you. It does. And I, I, God, I hope people go back and listen to this a second time because I love the story that you shared because we all get caught up in that anxiety of the moment and it's not going how we wanted. Someone's interrupting me. Um, I'm not showing myself that compassion. Therefore, I'm not showing it to somebody else. And I think we have to remind ourselves that we are truly in a very unique time. We have never experienced this before. So part of it is giving yourself grace and then giving someone else that grace too. Um, And knowing that things are going to pop up. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a work call and um, I live at home with my parents and my mom will open the door and I'll be like, hold on, not right now. Let me mute one second. What's up? (laughs) You know what I mean? You're just trying to figure it out as you go in the moment. I want to talk about this piece though, about unintentional perfection. Because I think it's so interesting. You shared, you know, often we think of perfection as being this really negative thing. We call ourselves perfectionists and we say it's really bad because we want things to be a certain way and we have an expectation for our work. I don't, I mean, I'm with you. I've always never thought there's anything wrong with being a perfectionist. For me, it just, it's the way I expect myself to show up. It's how I expect my work to be. It's just me. But I think part of this unintentional perfection and you touched on it a little bit, is this piece about seeing the possibility, seeing the opportunity. So how can you make your life beautiful, full of opportunity, see the possibility, despite a challenge, despite a hardship, despite something that came through that you were just not expecting. So can we dive into that piece about this a little bit? Because I think it really goes back to mindset, but I'm curious, you know, with Get Your Shine and what you do is, what is your view on all this? Absolutely. Words are powerful. Maya Angelou has said that many times. Mm -hmm. They can get into our clothes, get into our environments. What else is powerful about words is the way that we use them and the definitions we have around them. Mm -hmm. And the more that society brings a negative connotation to the word perfection, perhaps there's a detriment to our ability to actually strive and thrive and try to be something because we're fearful of it. And I just choose to not live like that. I don't want to fear success. I don't want to fear that I can be amazing, right? Mm -hmm. I feel as though I'm going to do the best that I possibly can. And that's kind of how I look at the word. And that's where unintentional perfection came from. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first said it to some friends, one person's feedback was, so does that mean you think you're perfect? I was like, I don't, (laughs) I don't think anything is perfect. Like that's what's beauty, the beauty of it. It gives us something to reach towards that is to me a beautiful thing. That beautifulness of the word is how I focus on it. And um, and I would say with unintentional perfection in particular, when you're in life and you're focused on achieving something, 
say you want to get to a certain level in a career or you want to get a particular type of job, it's often not that thing, Mm -hmm. the materialisticness of the title or the specificity of the job that you really want. If you go deeper in it, you want stability. You want to be able to touch people's lives. You want to be able to make a change in the world. You want to be able to do these bigger, greater things, right? Mm -hmm. And so what's cool is you can strive to this thing that you want, but along the journey, you have to be realistic that you may be given moments in your life that provide whatever it is that you seek in other unintentionally perfect ways that get you to where you want to be. And then you alleviate the necessity of like, I need this one simple thing because you've Mm -hmm. already actually got there. And now you get to grow beyond it and go deeper. What I love about what you said is with your opinion around perfection, would I consider myself a perfectionist? No, because I don't need everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Do I need things to be the best that I think that they can? By all means. Am I meticulous? By all means. Look at people like Steve Jobs, who was so meticulous in certain aspects. And people have said positive and negative things about that. But look at the success that was created off of that meticulousness. Now, where maybe someone like Steve Jobs could have had some work is maybe around emotional intelligence or maybe Mm. around acceptance that even though you've put that into the world and you've created the energy for things to be as great as they can be, you have to know when to give a little. Mm -hmm. And I think that that plays a lot into, into unintentional perfection and what we receive. You know, some may want to talk about this work in similarity to manifestation. Mm -hmm. And that when you put into the world, you know, what you put into the world, you receive back. And I agree with that. But I think that it's slightly different where I'm not so certain that we actually have that kind of control that some people want to make others believe that we have. And that I just think that what you put into the world, yes, you'll receive back, but you're probably going to receive it in ways that you don't necessarily think that you are, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll share with you part of my work connects back to a dream I had as a child. I dreamt of singing with Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. I would dance around my parents' house with headphones on and envision the day that Whitney Houston and I were recording together and Mm -hmm. we would go on tour together And I would be singing with her often and we would have this moment of of making music together and how special that would be. And then cut two years later, I was given the opportunity to go see her in concert in Boston at the Wang Center. And my parents got me tickets to Mm -hmm. sit in like the front section. And I was very fortunate for that. They knew that this was everything I ever wanted in life. Mm -hmm. What's interesting about the moment is that when you get these these tickets, you don't know where you're going to sit. They put you in the first six rows or something. And it's not until you actually arrive to the theater and you're given your tickets that you know where you're at in this 
special section. Mm. And so when I get to the theater, my friend and I get our tickets and they're in the front row. No. And so we're just like, this is so fortunate. We're so lucky. You know, how did this happen to us? So we're sitting in the front row and Whitney's performing. And I saw Bobby on one side and with little Christina. And like, it just was so like, I'm in this moment and Whitney's singing and I'm singing along with her. And in a way it felt like my dream was coming true because we were so close and we were singing and, and it just felt something. But then that's when everything just went to this unintentionally perfect place. And Whitney Houston stopped her concert. She told everyone to quiet down. She's like, I need you to hear something. And she walks over to me and she pulls me up to the stage. And the next thing I know, I'm going, everyone falls in love sometimes. Sometimes it's wrong and sometimes it's right. And I was singing with Whitney Houston and my dreams were coming true. And I just, I was totally lost in the fact that I had achieved this thing. Mm. And when I look back on that moment and when I was sitting there, passion was coming out of me. My energy was clearly like, I want to sing with you. Like, Mm -hmm. look at this. We're singing together. But then I was also controlling myself. I wasn't acting a fool. I wasn't raising my hand and begging her to come pick me or do anything, which then made her feel comfortable. And I think in a lot of ways, that in itself is being emotionally intelligent. Mm -hmm. This is your concert, Whitney Houston, and I'm lucky to be sitting in the front row to get to see you. Deep down inside of me, I really would love to (laughs) sing with you. So I'm just going to put that energy out there. But If that doesn't happen, that's okay. And I'm not missing anything because this is beautiful. And in my heart, I know someday you and I are going to sing together. So Mm -hmm. I can't wait for that to occur. And then this thing happens. Mm. And, you know, as you know, she's passed away. And so there's not that many people that can probably say they've had the chance to sing with her. And then for me to be able to do that is just is wild. And as I look at my work, it's just one example where I was as I look back and I do the discovery around why I believe these characteristics are so important and why I believe the way that we are emotionally intelligent can can get us to a place of unintentional perfection where this dream of mine came true in its own special way. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel that this stuff really applies through all aspects of our life and Mm -hmm. can be used in families, can be used at work, can be used in however you want to try to find awesomeness, I guess. Mm. I don't even know like where to start. Okay. First of all, what a moment, just what a moment. But I think it's a testament to the fact that what you dream of, what you wish for, what you're passionate about, it will show up, but not in the way that you always expect. And I think that's an important message because we can get fixated on the way in which something shows up. We can become fixated on the result rather than being fixated on the energy in the moment, the way it makes you feel, the experience of it. I think that really, if we 
dig down deep into that experience you had. That's really what it's about. That exuberance, that joy, that, oh my God, I'm singing with Whitney Houston. She saw me, you know, all the things you felt in that moment, which I am sure how you've carried that with you into other dreams and other moments and other big experiences that you've had. I think that's what we have to think about rather than how is it going to show up? Is it going to show up in this small box that I've created for myself? Because I I would say probably nine times out of 10, it's not going to. So it's really about affording yourself that room to grow and and stretch and do all these amazing things. But for the thing that you wish for, you hope for, you dream of to show up in the way that it's going to, and it's going to look different. I think, oh my God. And you're singing. I mean, oh my God, I have so, this is amazing. what What a moment. Thank you. Yeah. It was really special. And I totally agree with you because sometimes I'm finding as I work with more people, you know, I've worked with CEOs, a mm-hmm. lot of powerful people that already have this athlete thing inside of them that they just keep going. Right. But sometimes there has been some where I've had to help them move away from what they're doing and, mm-hmm. and find who they are deeper. As I work with more and more people, I'm also finding that we can lose our shine in the quest to try to fit the box. Mm-hmm. And I think that is even more apparent now with what's going on in the world because of the excessive pressure that's been put on people in such a short period of time to live in a way that is so different. And, um, you know, in particular moms, let's just say, or parents in general, a nurturer, anyone that's investing in the growth of someone else, right? Especially if it's in a familial state. It's really hard right now because you're trying to support this child through their development with the restrictions that they have, knowing that they can't be around their peers, getting them on Zooms while you're also trying to do work and blah, 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 blah. And you might find yourself totally missing the moments to just reconnect with who you are and what it is that you love and what it is that makes you spark. Right. So if maybe it's gardening and you haven't had a chance to do that and you walk outside and you realize how much of a mess this beautiful thing that you had created has become because it's fall to it's fallen to the wayside. And like then that becomes something that you live with and you might end up spiraling to a point where the weeds grow taller and you never find yourself back to doing that. Mm. That just hurts my heart. So I want to get in there and work with people now to be like, pick one weed a day. Mm. It doesn't have to be the whole thing, you know, and that's even inside of yourself. Just pick that one weed and eventually you will get to a place where you've been able to get the, you know, flowers blooming and growing again or whatever it may be. And it's partly why I do a program called Get Your Shine Back Now to help Mm -hmm. coach people through this. Because it is just as simple as one spark that will ignite other ones. It's about the reinvestment in yourself and taking the pressure off of the feeling that that's going to be this huge undertaking. It isn't. Um, And the other thing is, I started these things called the Get Your Shine Awards. Mm -hmm. um, Because I feel as though sometimes recognizing another person for their accomplishments that maybe they don't even take time to recognize it inside of themselves could be that one spark that gets that other person to pat themselves on the back 
and feel the weight come off their shoulders and ultimately smile. Mm -hmm. And one of the Get Your Shine Awards is for the work from home parent. I'm not a parent of children. I have 30 something animals. I live on a farm with my partner. Oh my God, I had no idea. (laughs) Yes. And so, you know, I have to take care of all of these animals and protect them Mm -hmm. through the weather and the changes and just all the things and the vet not being able to come out because of COVID. And I feel it. So while it's different, there is similarity and I can empathize with a parent who's feeling the struggle. And plus I have plenty of friends and I hear from them. And so I think, you know, these get your shine awards that I made is a way to just help ignite that spark in someone that they may need after what has been a really rough period of time to, to smile and say, yeah, "Yeah, I've gotten to here. It's been rough. And now I'm going to get to wherever else I need to get to. But along the journey, I got to make sure that I also put a little energy Mm -hmm. into myself because I'm not going to be that good if I don't, you know? Yeah. I love what you said. You, you created this beautiful analogy of a garden because I was going to ask you, how do we get our shine back? Because so many of us are feeling that weight of burnout, that weight of expectation. You touched on it so beautifully. We're expected to do so much while we're experiencing so much that we've never experienced before. But I love what you said that really the key to getting your shine back is taking it one weed, one day, one moment at a time, because you don't want to combat pressure with more pressure. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm so glad you brought up the Get Your Shine Awards too, because I think this element of recognizing someone else for what they've done, just saying, hey, I see you. It's this level of validation that we don't give ourselves. And by in turn, I don't think we give our friends and our family enough of either. Uh, and I think we need that. We, to, we need to know that we are seen, we are heard, we're being validated. Someone, someone sees what I'm going through because we're all going through so much individually. So to know that someone else sees you, I think, oh my God, like what a huge moment. Yeah. You know, I think people's intention is a lot of times to want to do it, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but sometimes the step, the first step is hardest. And that's why a lot of my work is focused around tools and creating simple tools to help people. And that's what the Get Your Shine Awards is. It's really just a simple tool for someone to go and send someone else an email by putting their information in it. That's Mm -hmm. all they have to do. And they receive this email that says, you won an award. Mm -hmm. And that feels great, you know? And it's like, cool. Yeah, I won yeah. an award and I deserve this thing because it's, uh, and to your point, I'm seen. And so yeah. it's just a simple tool to help other people um, probably do what it is that they want to do and find struggle in that, you know, not mm-hmm. that it's hard to call someone up and say, I know things have been crazy and I just want you to know, I think you're amazing because you've pushed through and I know I, I don't have children, but I know that you do. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that's hard. But that, even though it's as simple as that is, that's hard for people. Yeah. Phone calls in general seem to be hard for people. I mean, like everyone wants to just text. Yeah. So it's like, I was like, hey, let's just create a tool to make it easier for everyone to send something to someone else and invalidate them. And I know the award ceremony is in March, right? So we're coming up really close. Yeah. So we'll be announcing that it's an online awards. I, there's a partner that now that we also are going to be announcing that we're working with. And at the end of the day, everyone wins an award because everyone receives 
the validation that they've been seen by someone and that's awesome. But um, we will be picking some people to win some awards that we give out on that day. And um, there is hope that we may be even able to share a little grab bag with everyone that's mm. been a part of this. There are some free offers and things that we're, we're trying to pull together. So it's Amazing. still in its development, but um, in the midst of it all, everyone can send an award to someone to just make them feel great. And, and, and I think that, you know, that in itself is, is, uh, is something really special. Mm-hmm. I think so too. You know, I know the intention with all of your work with Get Your Shine and your speaking, it's really about making other people smile and recognizing the spark in someone else to help ignite it. And I think it brings about this beautiful domino effect. And we've talked about that, I think, throughout this conversation. So I got to know what is making you smile? You help bring out a smile in someone else. What What is helping to make you smile right now? I think it really comes down to when I see the way that you lean into the camera and smile like that, that's, I don't know, there's simplicity in that. And that's enough for me to be able to create those kind of connections in the world that now you and I are on each other's radar and that through that relationship, something cool will most likely occur Mm -hmm. is amazing. I don't know where my life goes. I don't know where my next steps are. Um, But I've always been raised, even from a very young age, to believe that there are so many possibilities in life. My parents used to tell me, if you want to be the president, you can be the president. Do do they really think that I might end up being the president? (laughs) I don't know. But the idea that they inspired in me, the the belief that that is possible, you know, is, is how I drive. And to that point, I really think that, you know, children are such an important place to start this work with. Mm-hmm. The more leaders that I work with and people that have gotten to a place in their career where we're working with some emotional intelligence or we're working to bring out more of their shine, it's really interesting to look back and see moments in their childhood where maybe they didn't get that kind of nurturing. Um, and yeah. so I wrote a book. It's called Radiant Root, The Rhino Shines Bright. And it's about this rhino that goes out on a day that believes these things, you know, are going to happen. And what's really cool is they do end up happening, but they come to life in, in the way that's unexpected. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of them is, you know, since the book is really for children, I can give it away because I'm assuming most of people (laughs) listening. But um, in the end of the book, one of the things that Radiant Ruth seeks is the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And so as she goes throughout her journey of the day and she meets with her friends and she meets new friends and she discovers the things that she wanted to discover in ways that she didn't expect, they see the rainbow. And Mm. so they run to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. But if you've ever run, as I have, (laughs) to try to get to the end of the rainbow and find the actual pot of gold, the closer you get to the mirage, essentially, Mm -hmm. it disappears. And so when Radiant Ruth and her friends run to finding the end of the rainbow and they get close enough that it's gone. Instead of finding disappointment and feeling like they haven't achieved what they set out to achieve, she looks around and says, hey, the pot of gold is actually all of you. It's all of my friends that are here with me now. Mm -hmm. And so she has that moment. And it's like, 
if we can get kids to think like that, how much greater is it that when they go out into the world and they try to land these jobs and they land these things and they don't happen, there's still something positive and beautiful that even is occurring in that moment that will push them to the next thing, that will push them to the next thing, mm-hmm. that lifts them up to feel good in the moment. And so we as adults mm-hmm. need that kind of work still. Mm-hmm. But if we start it with children, you know, there's a lot of power in that. So. Oh. I love that because it's an understanding and a recognition of two things. I think one, there's gold in the experience. There's wisdom from the experience. So much of life is actually just having the experience. It's not about the result. And then the other end of that too is about relationships, relationship building in the moment. And this level of gold, of joy, of um, celebration, of connection that comes from those relationships. I love that. You know, I got to ask you the question I ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Um, and that is, what is your biggest dream? Yeah. It's a big question. I know. <laughs> well, you know, what's, what's cool about the question is when I achieved the dream of Whitney Houston, I spent many, many years wondering what my next dream was. Mm. Not that I don't have them every day, but you know, the dream, the big one, the big the dream. Big one. Yeah. And what's crazy is my next big one was when I met Wayne Dyer, who has since passed, but he's was a motivational speaker. I went to school with his daughter mm. and that's how I got to meet him. I said, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to do what Wayne is doing. And then I ended up in this job at Verizon flying around the world mm-hmm. doing it. And I was like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. This has come to life now. What am I supposed to dream about next? <laughs> and I would say if there's one If there's one thing that I, there's maybe two things and there could be connected Mm -hmm. in some way, because I don't want to be so definitive of what it is. I know that I want to be in front of an audience again, like I have been when I sing at the Lakers or the Warriors in front of these big audiences. I love the energy of a lot of people. Maybe it's my own podcast. Maybe it's a TV show. Um, where I get to have conversations like we're having right now that can shift the way that other people think and make people feel seen and make people feel excited about what's possible. And if, and when that moment were to occur, that Oprah, Mm. if I may be so bold, is somehow connected in that, whether that's me having the opportunity to chat with her, me getting the opportunity to leverage her ideas in a new way. Um, I feel like I've been very close to Oprah. You know, I used to live in LA and a lot of my friends through SoulCycle have SoulCycled with her and are friends with her through Tyler Perry and different people. And so you know, in my heart, there's like this connection that I feel that I'm close enough to this person that is, you know, another guiding light for me. And I think it'd be so special someday to share time with her in some capacity. Mm. I love that. I love the piece too, about the guiding light element of it all of, you know, she has been that person for you. She's been that person for so many. And I think um, that really struck me. I love that. Well, 
you have really good experience of speaking things into existence. So <laughs> never know, it could all come true. If oh. and when that occurs, you know, I'm going to be reaching out to you and say, look, um, you better call me, you better call me and be like, Sydney, do you remember in that podcast, you were talking about this? Well, oh my God, it came true. Yeah, You better call me. I will expect that phone call. Oh, AJ, I have loved having this conversation with you. And I think your perspective and the work that you're doing about getting your shine, about get your shine in that we all have these sparks within us that are ignited or ready to be ignited, I think is really powerful for this moment. So I can't thank you enough for coming on Seek the Joy podcast. Where can everybody find you, connect, um, send somebody a Get Your Shine Award? How can they connect you, find you, follow you, all the good things? The easiest way is on Instagram at AJ Sarcioni. I love being on there and responding to people and anyone that's sent me a DM knows that. Um, and so reach me on there. If you don't have Instagram or you want to find other places that get your shine awards or get your shine super easy to send. I would also say I have a free tool. It's called the shine scale that allows you to go on and take it and see where you have opportunities to spark more. Because when you find those opportunities, it may even be in that day where you create another spark that alleviates you somewhat and makes you to smile. And um, at the end of it all, if you are interested in grabbing time with me, you can go to connect.getyourshine.com and grab 15 minutes with me. And we can probably find a way, I would hope in those 15 minutes to ignite something. And then we go from there. So I really appreciate that you've brought me on. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that we've found time together. It's amazing as you started this out, how much connection there is in what you're putting into the world and what I am, which is likely what got us mm -hmm. brought together in the <laughs> first place. And I really just want to thank you so much for this. Oh, well, thank you. This has been a really wonderful way for me to start off my day. So I can't thank you enough. Everything is going to go in the show notes. It'll be so easy for everyone to find you, connect, learn more. And AJ, thank you so much again. This was, this was so much fun and I'm so excited for people to hear it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much.